doing well. You start with talking about what now that you're at this stage of the all-season program, just what your thrust is in these OTAs leading up to the mini cabinets. Our thrust, you know, I, I think. Um, no, first off, I, I think this is really the first opportunity. You know, we've really ha had to to have a full off-season, you know, pro, you know, full off-season and building it leading up to the off-season program. I think, you know, first off, you have you have a season, um, regardless of your level of success, and there's always you know things you you need to focus on. You know, we're, we're through the player acquisition. Uh, challenge, you know, I mean, it, it continues, but, you know, we have read a 90 man. And so uh, I, I think clearly our opportunity to build off what we had last year, did you feel like, you know, because you don't really get to carry everything over year to year. I, I think that's something you have to be in tune with. So the opportunity to, to build off what we, we feel like we've established last year, you can really, sh you can really see it showing up uh, particularly early in the offseason program. I, th I think the understanding of the players and coaches being on the same page, you know, whether we're talking about uh, the, you know, the connection in the locker room, the brotherhood um, in the locker room, locker room to, you know, the connection with the coaches, you know, you know, creating our space uh, for development. I, I think we, we've done a tremendous job there. Um, the participation that we've had is uh, exactly what you're looking for. And, you know, I think back to my prior experience, it, you know, it was really the third year under different circumstances to you really get it the way you want it. You know, we've been, you know, close to, you know, we're 95, you know, percent attendance, you know, throughout the whole offseason program. We've been 100 percent, obviously, since we started phase three. So you did see all those things lead up to it. And really the thrust, get to your question, is we, we got to get these OTAs practiced the right way, you know, just because it gives you a chance to, because uh, I've always felt the offseason program, two things happen. One, it gives you a chance to have a, a really strong training camp uh, because you have to eliminate the learning curve. Uh, it has to be eliminated, and you have to close that gap between your veterans and your rookies uh, because you know everybody goes through it each year, and, and, and we're really off to a really good start. I, I really commend our rookie class. In our coaching staff, you can see from the time of the draft, and, and you know, and the free agents are including that that two-week window uh, between that the start of the rookie minicamp and now the players. This is um, this is a very mature rookie class as far as their understanding, um, the way they've. You know, the, this is a feedback from the veterans. You know, they, they 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 really appreciate the way they've come into the locker room. You know, listen, learn, ask the right questions, and so forth. So, we haven't won any games. Uh, we haven't accomplished the, you know everything that we would like. But this is uh, we're, we're off to a really really good start, and you know that's kind of the state of where we are. Uh, but the goal is to get these eight get these eight installs. You know, get them wrapped so that you know every player knows exactly. What's expected of him schematically? You know what his role is going to be. That you know the jobs that he's competing against, and you know, and gives gives us a chance to line him up because, you know, for all, for all you that've been here forever, uh, you know, you just don't get as much time. You know, at, you know, work to work your team in a, you know, real competitive environment. Um, as you did in the past. Now that may not bother the young people, but it, it does. It gives me a little angst because you know you're, you're used to a certain standard of developing your players. So, uh, but I really like the off season that we've put together so to date. Mike, when we get on your football, can you touch on your value? I know you got young kids. Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, heavy heart. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm sure like everybody, you know, this is something we're dealing with. State of Texas, and you know, just this week in general is just. Um, I mean, it, it's mind-boggling. Um, 
I don't like talking about these things because I've been, it's hard enough to think about as a parent. Uh, we've been talking about it a lot today, so this is and this is obviously a topic uh, for all of us, you know, here. So, yeah, I, I just we got to be better. I mean, you know, responsibilities we have as a community, uh, as parents. I mean, it's just uh, it's 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 just to see this go on in today's world. I, I find it troubling. Uh, there has to be a better way. Uh, we know there's a better way, and we need to do the things, you know, to, to make it better. To, to, to not to protect the future of our communities is just, it, it, it's, 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 it's tragic. And, and, um, and um, yeah, it, it, it makes me sick like I'm sure it does everybody. Is this more frustrating for you to process and deal with the older you get because You've seen so little progress in, in this area or really going back. Yeah, you know, definitely. And I'm Irish and we cry like hell the older you get. I mean, that doesn't help. Uh, but no, it's terrible. And I, I didn't mean to make humor of it, but I'm just trying to, I'm really just trying to get myself together here. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I just, I can't even fathom what, what, you know, something like that happened in today's, in today. We're so much better than that. And, and, um, and, I'm sorry. You discussed this with your family at all? Is that something, or is it again? It's such a raw subject. I'm going to talk about it at the dinner table, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's you know, I have young children. I have a fourth grader, so it's yeah. Well, sorry. Good. No. Oh, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the phone, though, if it's okay to go back for a minute, um, you mentioned a, a couple months ago to us the importance of working with the perimeter group this time of the year because of the type of work you can and can't do. How did you feel that went today, and what are your goals for the perimeter group? Well, I mean, we're working through it. I mean, you know, I, I like to, you know, think that you're always trying to, you know, work within the guidelines of, you know, what these practices are. But I mean, let's be honest, we went through this last year. Um, it's. You have young players that are really trying to prove themselves. They're bringing a lot of energy. I mean, they're doing everything you ask. Um, but it is our first time on a practice field. So we, you know, we've had it. We, I think we had a handful of plays, uh, you know, yesterday that, that we need to clean up. You know, we, we addressed those today in the meeting. And, you know, we, we had we had some pass rushes today that, you know, we just, we just you know, we're watching as a staff uh, before I come in here. Uh, so we, we got to clean that up. But. Yeah, I think the way we're practicing, uh, and every coaching staff and every football team is going through it uh, because you know they, they tweak and adjust these, you know these the rules and the drills. Uh, but I, but I, I really do like the work we've adjusted. You know, I don't know if you've even noticed this. I mean, we came right out of the gate, and so because of the way you have to practice in camp and, and ramp up, you know, so we're get, we just we're really heavy, heavy, heavy perimeter emphasis, doing the things that trying to stay away from the the hardball type plays uh, that create more collisions. Um, and, you know, we're going to have to do that when we get to Oxner too. So uh, so we're trying to emulate that now so the players know what to expect. So we're uh, – and this is just the way I've always done it as an offensive coordinator. You, you I've always liked to marry um, the offseason program practice opportunities to the training camp. Now, it's gotten harder with the rules, but um, but I think it's, it really helps it when I talk about, you know, decreasing the curve. Um, between the older players and the younger players, to, you know, because I just think it's like anything. If they, they can get through it once, and the drills are similar, you know, they get to play a little faster. Uh, so you got to, you know, you got to ramp up to put your pads on. So uh, the per the perimeter work is good. You know, we're doing the best we can. But um, you know, when we get into you know really next week, install three through eight, 
Uh, we got to just we're, we're going to we'll probably do a little more walkthrough teaching tempos there because just once again just to stay within the rules. Being at the camp, you're going to have uh, being at the camp, you're going to have back-to-back scrimmages. The thought process there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've never done this. Uh, this is it's a bit of a it's a bit of a leap for uh, me personally, but I, I think you know, obviously we're, we're doing it for the right reasons. I, I think it's uh, it's an opportunity to, to work against two AFC teams. You know, you're on grass. You know, all those things. You know, I, I look at all those factors. Always have. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to go up to Denver uh, before, and, and it's it's really risk assessment. A lot of it uh, to, to work certain players and. A practice environment as opposed to playing in the game. So I mean that that that's the driving force for me. And just talking to the other two head coaches who have done this a lot. Um, I did it a lot in my earlier my career in the '90s. You know, but you know we were, we we had teams all around. So um, I know the benefits of it. Um, but you know, it's just like anything. You know, we're going there to work, and, and both you know all three organizations you know recognize that. So you know, I'm not interested in any of the other stuff that goes with it. So uh, it'll, it'll be quality work. And you know, Nathaniel and Brandon, we, we've had those conversations. But I, I think it it definitely is, is something different. Um, and and I, I think it's good for you as a team. Uh, we talk so much about the connection of our team. Uh, you know, we talked about collection of, of talent. Uh, I think talent's a dirty word. Uh, I think every team has talent. Some have more than others. But um, you know, it's going to take a lot more a lot more talent to win the championship. So I think these these opportunities that uh, you have a little bit of the unknown, a little more travel, you know, maybe a train ride to down to Irvine, you know, those types of things. I, th- I, th- I think there's value in all that. But most importantly, I think it gives us a chance to, you know, for our ones, you know, to really practice against each other and, uh, and just lower the risk in, of playing in the games. On that note of ones, is that like if you're scrimmaging against the teams you're playing in preseason games, is the difference in value just that you're not necessarily going to have every player out there on the preseason game field well i mean it's we're it's just like anything you know when when they take when something's taken away from you you have to find a you know a more efficient way to to you know utilize the time that you do have and what i'm talking about we still have a 90-man roster uh, but you know for example they, you're, you're able to go 16 padded practices in, in training camp and there's not a chance in hell that you can get 16 in without running your team in the dirt you know so you're going to probably come in somewhere around 11 and 12 or 13 if you're practicing in my opinion the right way of make sure you have the rest and recovery in there so um, you know 12 practices i mean just to give you a comparable i mean in the old days when i mean you got, you got 12 you had 12 padded practices in the first week you know so uh, now you're going to the whole training camp is 12 padded practice so i mean that's you know that's that's probably the 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 negative of, of being in the league a long time because you because you know what you know you, you have a vision of how you want your team to practice you have a vision how you want the team to play and more importantly you have a vision how you want that team to come out of training camp to start the season so and i'm not you know i'm not here trying to get 38 padded practices in training camp. That's, that's not the point but i but i do recognize that you know, I'm trying to maximize the time uh, to get that done. So the ability to have high quality work in a practice environment, you know, and, and to be honest with you, you know, once you get past that second week in training camp, and I think any former player or former coach would echo this. I mean, you, you've already gone through your installs. You know, the guys have been competing against each other for two weeks. You know, it's a it's a good changeup. You know, I, I thought that you know the Rams practice last year. Like I liked the practice. That I didn't I didn't really like the timing of it. We did, you know, just with the Hall of Fame game and all that. But you know, it, it's. Uh, 
I can see why others do it. So we're going to give it a shot. That's a long answer, but you know, I, th I think the, really the key, I think it does give you a good opportunity to risk assess and and and, and, and play your younger guys more in the preseason games. You got three preseason games too. I believe it was in the uh, situational period today where you had a left tackle that jumped false start, and then he was immediately replaced with somebody else. Is that fair to say it's part of? Your team's emphasis on eliminating those pre-snap penalties. You know, to be honest with you, that's that's really the way I've always done it. You know, anytime there was a pre-snap penalty for you know ever how many years, uh, you know, there's there's certain things, um, and, and, and not to blame everything on a pandemic. Just like when we got here in the pandemic, you know, we didn't have the the time to really have an off season. Like the first time we lined up was training camp, and I mean, we just we had so many other challenges. So I really didn't institute that right away. But that's just something that the way I've always done it, and I, I understand why you're asking the question because of our our penalty ranking last year. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that you know once again reinforced. I mean, pre-snap penalties, uh, you definitely don't want them. You know, I can stand up there at a, an appropriate time and talk about. It. There's no excuse for it. But you know, Matt's that was his second practice. Let's know a cadence. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation. So in, in in going off of what I already talked about, you know, we're going no huddle day one now. You know, we're doing two. We did two minute in our first practice. So, you know, we're putting a lot on it, a lot more on these guys early. I, I think that's, that that'll benefit us, you know, down the road. So, uh, but yeah, that's 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 a common practice if you've ever been to one of my practices in the past. My CD is you have a guy like Marquise Bell, who's an undrafted free agent, yeah. and he's trying to make a name for himself. He makes an interception and returns it for a group is, you know, who knows if he scores in a real situation there or not. But well, I think he was out of bounds there, right? That's what he called it. <laughs> it still, it still was a moment. It looked right? good. It was a great moment yeah. for you guys. Yeah. All right. Look at that. That's a moment for him, too. And just how important are those moments to just stand out and do something to try and stand up to the coaching staff? Like well, no, I love your question because you're making a great point there, and, 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 he's, and, he's, and he's been impressive. I mean, he's, you know, He's, he's jumped out at the rookie uh, the rookie camp, um, so you know he's uh, was was very impressive in the Zoom calls you know leading up to coming in here. So that you know to me that's all about young guys just keep stacking success and, and uh, you know and, and then when they start making plays like that too that's that definitely helps. But My yeah, college, can he be a hybrid kind of a guy? Yeah, good point. I mean that's 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 was part of our attraction to him too. I think. I think if we, we, you've seen what we've done with J.K., you know, and the ability for safeties, to, you know, to play nickel and dime, and he, he definitely has that ability, and that was part of the attraction. That was the conversation we had to draft from too when we were talking about him. With uh, James Washington, we saw he was in a boot mm -hmm. today. Do you anticipate him doing anything in OTAs or minicamp, or is this a long term? Uh, I, I know he won't work next week, um, but that, I, I can't give you the specifics of that too. It's it's, it's not of serious serious nature. I don't think I'm, I'm not worried long term. So what about Jalen Tolbert? I, I'm hope, hopeful he can go next week. Yeah. I know OTAs are voluntary, but any concern about Tyron, who wasn't out there today? No, Ty, Ty, actually, Tyron was there all day today, and then right before practice, we, you know, he, he, I think his, um, his lower back was tightened up, so we just just played it smart. Uh, Washington tendonitis. I don't have the specific diagnosis. Over. I go there at four o'clock. So if you guys are really interested, so I didn't realize we have a do we have injury reports? And in, I know it's been a while. I haven't been up here in four years or three years. So I didn't realize the guys in Dallas were different. I, didn't, I wasn't expecting an injury report for OTAs. So. Uh, it, it seemed like just, just talking to CD, he's embracing the idea of being a number one. Is it a gain and a half inch and gain ten pounds of muscle? Do you see that in him? That his words, not mine. <laughs> but, 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 
um, <laughs> him stepping up and, and embracing this opportunity to be the number one. Yeah, he has to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, he's uh, no, he looks great. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is a great opportunity for him personally, and you know, and, and I think just the way. You know, we've established, you know, with the, with the offense, particularly the passing game, you know, the ability for those guys to play different positions, to, you know, to create matchups and make it harder on the defense to double you and those types of things. And, you know, him, my point is, you know, him playing in the slot a lot last year and now playing the flanker position. So, um, yes, and, and we understand, you know, what was his rise and, you know, in year three that he's going to get a lot more attention from the defense. But he, he's, doing, he's doing all the little things that are, Needed to get him ready for to be the number one guy. He said it was. He was talk, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jerry. He said it was Dak's request that he move his locker right next to Dak's. How much? How important are those little things to get the chemistry? So important, and just the fact that you know Dak and you know the leadership group are even thinking about that thing, I think shows you that the, the where we are in the locker room. So, uh, and, and to me, the locker room, you know, connection and, and brotherhood, and that's all part of the fiber. Of winning a championship, so and, and those things are happening, uh, and you know, and I think it's great. And, I, and I, if I was CD, I, you know, I, 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 you, I think you definitely just look at your quarterback a little stronger that way too. So I think that shows the connection that is definitely needed, you know, between the receivers and, and the quarterback, especially Dak and, and CD. Talking to Dalton, he said that he's really emphasizing this offseason blocking, and I know you've talked about the run game and all that too. What what do you do with a tight end like that? How do how do you focus on them becoming even better in the run game? You know? Well, I mean, just I think that's part of the evaluation, you know, uh, topic that I hit on earlier. I mean, we've had a chance to look at it, and you know, it's definitely an area where we feel like we can we can be better. And you know, I'm not just talking about just the tight ends. I'm talking about you know blocking the C gap and D gap area. You know, just the ability to to, you know, whether, you know, capture the contain element and, you know, regardless of what defense they line up in, you're seeing a lot more five-man spacing, you know, five-man line where, you know, defenses are setting edges immediately by alignment. So, you know, the stress on the tight end position or, you know, whether it's, you know, a back or, you know, blocking that C-gap area is something that we need to be better at, you know, and it's, it's been identified. And uh, so I think that just shows you where Dalton's focus is. This is a year three for Isaac Alarcon. How do you evaluate his development here since he's been here? I think Isaac has uh, been just a steady arrow going up. I mean, he has improved every single year. Um, you know, I, I think in, in, in every aspect of his game. You know, I, I think you know his first year. I think he was just you know kind of figuring it out. Um, then going into his second year, he changed his whole body. I mean, if you look at him now, he's in, he's in tremendous shape. And Isaac is, you know, it's something that we, we preach to the rookies, and, and I use him as an example uh, sometimes where, you know, there's there's not too many weekends or, or, or off days that you, you walk in here and not see Isaac. You know, I don't know if he's in here for the free food, but uh, he's, <laughs> I'm kidding, but he's, um, he's, but he's here all the time. He's, he's extremely professional. It's uh, really important to him, um, and, and I think he's, He's done a tremendous job in developing each and every year. So, very proud of Isaac. He has such a different level of background with football mm -hmm. than a lot of the guys on the team. How many moments do you have where just the way he sees something or the questions he's asking reminds you as a coach of the way you can teach it? Oh, I think he makes he makes everybody better, you know. Around it. And you know, in and he has such a, a great personality where you would you would never know it, you know. And he's. Uh, 
you know, he, 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 the first year was, you know, definitely, you know, we, we need to probably do a better job communicating. But, you know, but with, with the pandemic and all that, to get through, the, the, for that to be your first year and so forth. So uh, he's done a tremendous job. But you, I, I don't even look at Isaac as, as the new, you know, a new guy that's trying, I don't view him that way anymore. He's, he's definitely one of the guys now. I mean, he's worked extremely hard to get to, get to this point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.